everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Getting to Know Gray 17. I am one of the co-hosts of the Gray 17 podcast, John. And keeping the streak alive, we are going to talk to another one of our first ones. Uh, with me today is Kevin. Kevin, thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. Uh, why don't we start and have you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm Kevin. I, um, I've seen Babylon 5 several times. Um, been watching it since uh, Blake actually introduced me to it um, when I was in college, when we were in college, um, a couple of years older than him. But uh, yeah, I, he kept trying to get me to to watch it and he actually lent me his, his uh, DVDs and so that was that was how I got introduced to the show. Um, other than that, I uh, got uh, married with uh, two little boys. They're six and two, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Well, you rolled through a couple of the questions I have for you, but I'm going to circle back to them anyways. Sure. Uh, but let's start with where I usually start. So, um, how'd you hear about the Gray Seventeen podcast, and what made you want to be a part of it? Well, I remember, you know, um, Scott in particular and Blake, um, you know, they they just post on Facebook and they said, hey, who's interested in doing it? And I was like, well, I've, I've seen the show a couple of times. I can I can uh, be a part of that. That sounds like fun. Um, I had uh, participated in, um, you know, Blake and, and Scott had a, a show about Star Trek Discovery and I uh, did a few shows with that. But the first season was pretty tough to get through and I wasn't really enjoying it and still wouldn't enjoy the first season. But, um, mm -hmm. so I, I kind of dropped off of that, but, uh, they didn't, they didn't keep going with that a lot after that, um, for different reasons, but, um, I thought it would be cool to do a show, especially, you know, with how, um, with how cool a, a concept they had about doing it, you know, alongside people who had never seen it before and people who had. So I thought it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned, obviously, Blake, uh, I guess, tipped you off to it when you were in college. But walk us through that first discovery of it. Was it a hard sell? I mean, I know you're a big sci-fi guy in general. I know you're a big yeah. Star Trek guy. Um, but walk us through, you know, exactly how, he, how that kind of worked out. Well, it, the the first season was tough. Um, I think you know I I may have almost given up on it at one point during the first season, but I I didn't. And then once it started to roll, and you know, kind of like with this show, Blake, you know, was like, hey, you know, you, you just got to get through, and you know, look out for this and that, and you know, it's it's a good time once you can you know start to enjoy the show a little bit later on and I did um there's been other shows that I haven't been able to get into but but this one I slogged through and and really enjoyed um it uh it's it's a very uh complex series it the writing is very good for the most part especially uh, a little bit later on in the series uh we're starting to get into that now on on gray 17 we're we're heading towards the end of season two and I can't wait to talk about season three. I just, I cannot wait to talk about season three because season three is my favorite. The middle of season three, especially is, is my favorite of the show. Um, I can't wait to get to my two favorite episodes. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll be doing that within the next, you know, few months here, but um it's uh it, Babylon 5 to me 
um it's it's all about some of the actors especially um you know you you've gravitated towards uh londo and you know and peter jersick's uh portrayal and andrea katselis's portrayal of jakar and uh delenn with mira furlong and as soon as sheridan came on the scene uh with bruce boxleitner i i i was definitely hooked at that point um I I have a new appreciation for um for the Sinclair character and the acting of Michael O'Hare and especially you know his uh altruism with uh you know and his uh, struggles but um I enjoy the series more in the second through fifth uh seasons because of Box Lightner's uh, uh both character and acting. So once it got to that point, it was pretty easy to to stay with it. Um I don't remember how long it took me to watch the series, but um I know I blew through it uh pretty good. And I lived with Justin at the time, but he he did not watch it with me. Um he didn't really seem too interested. He was in other stuff and he worked more hours, you know, later at night because he was working for a hotel. So, you know, I, I didn't see, or he didn't see, you know, most of the stuff that I was watching um, in that time frame. but uh, I was always surprised that he never watched it. And so I'm glad that he's enjoying it now as, you know, as the rest of you newbies are. Yeah, that's a good segue um, to the next thing we usually talk about is how do you know all the other hosts? Um, clearly, you and Justin go way back, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's through everybody else. I met I met Justin in 1999 when we were in in college at community college, and we've we've been best friends ever since. Um, Scott, I knew from a college organization that a lot of us were in together. Um, Blake, you know, we knew from. Uh, because he was a, a delegate from another another college and he ended up going to uh University of Illinois Springfield like Justin and I were later on. So um you know know him from college and the organization. Um Nicole, uh actually I go way back with Nicole too. I, I met her uh the first year we were in that college organization together. So I've known her almost as long as I have Justin. Um Emily, Mike, and uh, Andrew, I, I did not know prior to uh, working on on Gray 17, but they uh, they fit in real well and are, uh, you know, key parts of the show and are a lot of fun to to spend some time with and, uh, and BS with, but uh, did not know them prior to. Um, although i i I met mike i think he was doing the the discovery show at least once or twice so i think i did meet him a couple years ago but we didn't get to know each other at all uh at that point um i know you from the college organization too uh you you and i were in the in the house together so uh, i knew you from there i don't know probably what like 2001 i would guess oh two two yeah oh two maybe okay so I would have been speaker that year. So, yeah, um, I think it's the only one he didn't mention. What's that? I think Jesse the same way. I think oh she Jesse, yeah, from the college organization too. She. Uh, I know how forgettable Jessica can be. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, clobbered for this one. But <laughs> luckily, we meet over Zoom, so she she can't throw things at me. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean she. 
<clears throat> she was the uh, Bureau of the Budget Director after after Justin was. So he, she was, uh, I think she was Assistant Director, if I remember correctly, the 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 first year he was director. But um, yeah, um, known her. I don't know, probably oh one, maybe two thousand. Can't remember exactly, but known her uh, longer than most. But uh, yeah, um, it's been a long time. That, yeah, that college, that college organization, you know, it seems like everyone has a kind of a love-hate relationship with uh, the memories from it, but mostly good memories for the most part, but uh, a few, a few I wouldn't care to relive, but you know, it happens. I had, I had a blast. I had nothing but good times. I, uh, the first time, so. <laughs> yeah, you were not executive board though, so. <laughs> so the first time I did after you left. So the first, so. So I went to, so I went to Western twice. So I went pre-army and post-army and I did my own government both times pre-army. Uh, I actually like followed right after you. So I eventually was majority leader speaker. It was speaker of two years. And then that was the end of my first go round. Were you really? Yep. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't yeah. know. I didn't remember that. And okay. then my, my bad. Go-round. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Cause the second go around, I came back and I was like, man, it was fun being on the executive board, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, so the second go around, I was like, I'm just going to be a delegate again and have a yeah. awesome time. And I had an awesome time. So um, I got nothing but love for it. And in fact, I think it, that uh, was it their 50th. I thought they had an anniversary this year or something too. I think it was 45. I think. Either way. Justin was governor 25th year. Yeah, I'd have to work that out. He'd he'd have a better memory for that than I would. But uh, I will amend my statement and say the reason that you that you have only good memories is because you were never governor. <laughs> I deliberately deliberately avoided that. I looked at what everyone else was doing and the amount of work they were doing and the amount of gruff they were taking, and I thought. I got a meet here in the house, man. What am I doing? Right. <laughs> right Being speaker's the best job at Meg. It's absolutely <laughs> the best job at Meg. Uh, uh, and I'll, and I'll say this too, um, you know, nothing but love for Scott, but he's the only one crazy enough to be governor twice. Why would you do that to yourself? But whatever. Most people do it once, call it quits. It's too much. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll get to Scott when we uh, when I interview him. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, okay, well, so when you're not watching B5, when you're not uh, in modeling on the government, uh, what do you do for it? Uh, I am the manager of uh, the headquarters for a mid-level credit union uh, organization. So we are a nonprofit uh, financial institution, not like a bank. Um, so I can't so, get a loan? What's that? So I can't get a loan? Sure you can. Absolutely. Why not? You can get a loan anytime you want, but I don't think you qualify for membership because you don't live in the area. But uh, um, I could, I could. Fortunately, I know a guy. So. Oh, right. The, the, see, there you go. I was just going to say, we could always say we were cousins or something. But <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a manager of uh, eight people um, for the, for the main office for our seven branch credit union. And uh um, I'm kind of the um, credit guru, credit counseling, home equity, business account. Um, I do all the heavy lifting as far as the the more specialized type stuff. Um, 
but uh, I really enjoy helping people improve their credit and get loans at at you know reasonable rates and not getting soaked by by a bank, which I worked for four of them, so I know all about it. But uh, you know, I I would I would hope to never go back to the the banking industry myself, just because I feel like I'm a lot more useful um, helping people with with their finances at a credit union can actually focus on what the members need and not have to worry about what, what, you know, your sales manager is coming into your office pounding on the desk about this week. So, um, you know, we don't do any of that shady stuff like here, here's a, here's a, here's an application already filled out here. Just sign it for me. You'll have a credit card tomorrow. No, it's a bad idea. All right, so you heard it here, folks. If you're looking for a loan at a good rate, <laughs> send your send your emails address to Kevin at grace17 at, uh, at gmail.com or grace17podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just kidding. Or not. The most, the most challenging thing is somebody comes in and they've gotten really, you know, lit up by a, by a dealership, you know, and they're looking for a refinance to get their rate down and um, you know, there's, a, there's some of them we can't help because they're just too underwater on the car, but you know, there's been a lot of people we have been able to help and you get them down from, you know, Lord knows sometimes they're, you know, in the twenties with their, their interest rate, we can get them down to five sometimes, but for people who still have kind of troubled credit, we can get them down, you know, sometimes 10 points, but the ones that you can really get down really, really well, because they've actually, you know, done the work and, and uh, improve their credit and come in. I really enjoy doing that. Well, we're not saving people a boatload of money again at Kevin at grace 17 pockets. Uh, what do you like to do for fun? Um, classic gaming, um, watching sci-fi. Um, I, it isn't just sci-fi that I watch. I do. I do enjoy some comedy shows. Um, I met your mother, friends. Um, I even like some classic comedy shows, but uh, I do a lot of classic gaming. I do. I do enjoy fishing. I, um, I considered whether I would uh, make that one of my tr two truths and a lie, but I decided not to. So yeah, I I enjoy musky fishing. Um, freshwater kind of a game fish. They're not any good to eat, so it's a catch and release type of thing. But um, you know, it's, uh, it's an active kind of fishing, you know, you can't just throw a bobber in the water and wait for something to happen. You actually gotta, you know, troll around and is it like a fly fishing or is it? No, it's a big fish. So, it, you know, you got a pretty hefty, I mean, it isn't as hefty a rod as, uh, um, sea fishing, but it's a fairly hefty rod and you get a, a, a large lure on the end. You just, you know, cast and reel in, cast and reel in and work shoreline. Do they, are they, uh, so I, I don't know anything about them. Is it, so where, or do you find them like on the Mississippi? Do you find, um, like, do you have to go, are they anywhere in the local area? Not, not too much. You can go to, uh, Lake Shabana, I think has, has them out West from us, but, um, my, my parents bought property in Hayward, Wisconsin in 1965. So, uh, we've owned that property in our family since, so that's that's where we go. We live on a, or we have a a lake property, um, in the Hayward area. So I've I've grown up doing musky fishing and other types of fishing and water sports my whole life. Nice. I've done. I mean, I, so I've done just very casual fishing. 
Um, I did enjoy. I did spear fishing. So uh, yeah, I, I work with you. Can get some, you can get some spear fishing up there, but you know, it's it's got to be done by you know by the tribe up there. The Lacoudere uh, tribe uh, is up there, um, but they they have certain times that they can they can go out in the water and do spear fishing um, when uh, fishing is not yet uh, open season. I did enjoy that. I mean, I generally enjoy fishing, but usually when I tell people that, it's more like, well, really, I enjoy, as you said, throwing out a rod, cracking a beer, and then just hanging out. So yeah. if, I, if I qualify as fishing so much as, because if you took away the rod, I'm still going to do the same thing. Hang yeah. out. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> um, you know, my my brother and I have done a little bit of that. Um, now that Jack's, you know, my my uh, oldest is a little bit older, he'll next couple of years he'll enjoy more and more doing some fishing. So I'm sure we'll do some, you know, just you know, smaller, you know, pan fishing with you know bobbers and just hanging out on the pontoon boat. But uh, it it's you know, it, it, fishing. There's there's no such thing as a bad day of fishing. I don't care if you don't come back with anything; it's not going to be a bad day. I mean, I suppose if you had boat trouble or you got really rained on or something, maybe, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a bad day of fishing than a good day at work. So that's true. So, uh, do you keep any of those fish as pets? Do you have any other pets? <laughs> we, uh, we lost our dog a couple of years ago and we're waiting until Charlie's a little bit older and not so labor intensive, but, uh, uh, we are definitely a dog family. Uh, we don't currently have any other pets. Um, I do not do reptiles, so um, we will not be doing that. Had a guinea pig growing up. We had a cat, one cat growing up, but mostly dogs. Do the kids the kids ask for anything uh, crazy? I mean, I, you know, kids like dogs, but like you mentioned dogs. reptiles. Yeah. They just want dogs. Yeah, they just want a dog. And that's cool. Like I, I would love to have a dog, but we we're just we're waiting a little bit longer. Um, we had to put ours down when Mallory was eight months eight months pregnant with Charlie, and it was it was rough. So we're uh, we're just gonna wait a little while longer before we uh, jump back into that. But uh, you know, because it's it's work. It's not as much work as having a two year old, but it's <laughs> work. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got my dog when she was six weeks. Uh and I did it when we were over COVID. So yeah, I was sure. uh and I think about at the time they're like, Oh, would you like to take well brother or sister? You know, do you want two? And I said, No. Now I kind of regret that because I I'd like to get another dog and I'd like to get another one uh, for her, but man, it was a lot of work. Like yeah. it, potty training and at the time I was living in an apartment so I'd have to wake up pick her up carry her all the way down the hallway get in the elevator go down three flights get out carry her walk her to the dog pad mm. let it go and then about the house and and you know switching over the training and you know the, just everything with with the puppy I enjoyed it a lot but it was if I wasn't working if if I hadn't been working remote from home I never could have done it yeah so we, I get it we we our first house was a townhouse so we we got indie um so so this is how much of a nerd we are so our dog's name was indiana because we named the dog indiana <laughs> um but um well, we got... it's my favorite of the three or i guess now it's almost four or five the last crusade is my favorite of all the indiana jones movies yeah me me too it's a very close you know raiders is a very close second 
you know, Temple of Doom is definitely third. I don't even want to talk about the fourth one. And let's hope the fifth one's going to be good because the fourth one is not worth talking about. I didn't even see it. It's I, with, so bad. It's it so though. bad. It's not even worth your time. It's awful. That's a shame. It is. It is. It's not. It's not really the acting, although it was, you know, slightly stilted in parts. But you know, I wouldn't even blame it on um, the uh, Shia LaBeouf. It, it was just the writing was not good, and the ending was just nuts. Yeah, I. Yeah, I heard it involved a nuclear bomb and a refrigerator. I think or something. I don't know. We yeah, that was part, part. That was yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you could switch lives with any person could be current could be historical but you only get one day but you get to be this person for one day uh still have your wits about you so you know you know you're you uh who would you pick and why Hmm. oh i really struggled with that one but uh i didn't i didn't come up with anything particularly good um you know i think it'd have to be something very historical so i think i would pick um, somebody from the Revolutionary War era. Um, I don't know if I'd pick like a Washington or I'd pick more of a grunt, but you know, in the in the um in the colonial army, but I love colonial history. Um hold on, you get one day and you're considering being a <laughs> a grunt during the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Hey, I I love the American Revolutionary War. It's such an interesting uh, time period. But you could pick anyone. Like you could be any of the delegates to the Constitutional Convention. You could be. The- I, I might do that at least at least closer to May than July. But yes, um, it would have been very cool to be there and uh, at the beginning of that for sure. Um, that that's a, that's a good idea too. I didn't really think of that right away, but. Um, it's also it's my favorite period of history. Um, oh, okay. I was talking about it earlier. Um, so when you said that, I was like, oh, this could you know does he does he cross the Delaware as Washington? Does he you know sign the Declaration? Does like all these all these options? And then when you go, I don't know, maybe it'll be a grunt. I thought, what the? You get one day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just maybe I, maybe I, I'll- know, I was just thinking of it like, would you really get the real view of it? if if you were washington you know like probably but i was just thinking you know if i were if i were a grunt on uh i don't know i was just thinking but i you know being the sci-fi geek that i am i wouldn't want to mess up any history so i wouldn't want to be washington crossing the delaware because i could you know that could turn into a uh into an alternate history really quick it's like no 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 don't do that don't do that I'm going to I'm have to borrow Jesse's uh, time travel book. <laughs> well, she's an expert at it. So if right, you, right. you want to talk about what time travel, it's, it's Jessica. Um, so Kev just wants to have the bandages and play the fife and just be at the battle. So, okay. That sounds, sounds like, like a plan. Going through, going through school, the history teachers, they were like, let's speed through colonial history and the revolutionary war. And let's talk about the civil war for like six months. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about the Civil War anymore. I'm done. I want to talk about something else. Let's get to the Cold War. Let's talk about, you know, uh Kennedy. Let's talk about like anything, but not the Civil War again. Again. Yeah, they they definitely well, so it's funny. <clears throat> so I would say I would agree. 
um, as a history minor, they definitely hammer the Civil War. And yet, so many people still don't really know much about it. Right. It's uh, crazy. You know, a couple of things, and, and sometimes it's wrong. <laughs> so It's just so GD depressing. Um, I mean... Yes, I, I I get the value of studying it, you know, once, even you know, even twice, making sure that you understand the, you know, the themes and the causes, and um, you know, don't let history repeat itself, all all that stuff. But please, for the love of God, can we move on to something else and not beat a dead horse again on the Civil War? I think you know what gets looked over a lot that I think is super interesting is Reconstruction. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I just glossed past it in most of the courses I took. And I was like, man, this is such a weird, important, pivotal moment right afterwards yeah. that had shaped a lot of what was to come. And it feels like you just yada, yada it. Right. <laughs> well, it was the same thing with, um, you know, civil rights era and, um, you know, some of the, you know, the, you know, the uh, post World War II through, you know, the Civil Rights Act, um, some of that got yada yada too. And it was like, no, 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 let's go back and let's let's talk about that stuff. And and you know, yes, let's talk about Martin Luther King, but let's talk about some of the other things other yeah. than Martin Luther King. Let's talk about Rosa Parks and let's talk about, you know, Brown versus Board of Education. You know, let's let's talk about a lot more things than just six months on the Civil War again. Again. Well, again, history buffs, right? It's you can't right. get so it's like, well, look, we let's have a whole class just about you know these fifty years, and even that won't feel uh, significant. Enough. Now, having said that, sounds like you're a reader, right? Sounds like you read. Um, if you were given the opportunity to write your own book, what would you write? What would it be about? Hmm. Would you go immediately to the revolution? Would you write? Fiction, nonfiction. Would you write an alternate history? What would what would Kevin's opus be? Mm, I you are talking to the world's least creative guy, uh, so me writing a book would not be a particularly. I mean, I'm not a bad writer. I'm not a good writer, but I'm not a bad writer. But um, it would definitely not be something that was particularly creative. So I don't think an alternate history would be good. Although, uh, you know. And it's probably been done before. I haven't read one, but you know, writing a writing a book about what uh, the Americas would be like if the British were still in charge—that would be an interesting, interesting book to write or read. But um, I think I'd find uh, some some forgotten story of you know the colonial or revolutionary era and write a book about it. Um, you know, trying to find something that. You know, it was a worthwhile story that had not been uh, not been talked about very much. One of the things that irritates me about, um, you know, uh, fictional or, um, you know, dramatized uh, media about the Revolutionary War era is that there isn't a lot of it. They do plenty on the Civil War and they do plenty on some of the other eras, but they don't, they just don't do a ton on Revolutionary War era. That reminds me, I really got to check out that Sons of Liberty show that was on a few years ago. I still haven't seen that. Uh, is that was that the Washington Spies one on AMC? No, I saw that one. That one was pretty good. That was enjoyable. Um, Jamie Bell and uh, you know a few other a few others in that one. I thought that was a very good good series. But no, this was a little bit. I don't know. It might have been like FX or somebody. It was a little bit a little bit rougher. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I don't know a ton about it, but I, I, I tend, I tend to watch anything revolutionary war, um, era that's either dramatized or lots of documentaries or whatever. Um, uh, John Adams on HBO years ago. Oh, fantastic series. Um, it's a couple of pretty, pretty tough episodes to, to get through. There's, there's some subject matter there that is, uh, it's not an easy watch, but very worthwhile series. Um, yeah, that's, that's one that John can't give me a hard time that I haven't seen. Cause I have a couple of times and, and I own it on eight, or I own it on DVD, but I know it's Finally, something else on HBO you've watched outside of the last of us, which if you're watching this, Kevin and I happen to have hosted a show that we reviewed the last of us. Feel free to check it out. Great series. Um, I still, I, I played, I don't know, like 20 minutes of, of the first game. Um, so I was starting to work out of, uh, out of the, uh, the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The quarantine zone, but yeah. haven't gotten hardly anywhere. Well, so usually you've done it a couple of times here and usually you're the one who does it for us on gray 17. You always call out specific actors names. I do. So, so you know, a lot of actors. If I am shooting the Kevin biopic, who is Kevin picking to play Kevin? <laughs> um, and it can be anyone you want. Yeah. So, no, casting rules. Cause I think Mike picked Morgan Freeman. Samuel uh, <laughs> Jackson, maybe I, whoever you want. I'm trying to, um, so when I, when I student taught, um, there there's a i can't remember the name of the movie but there's there's a movie where seth rogan is like a mall cop or something living report yeah living report that's the one and if you look if you look up a picture of him in that movie and me like 10 years ago you'd be yeah. like ooh, that's weird you guys look a lot alike so um i I got called like there was a couple, there were a couple of kids. They would only, only call me Seth Rogen. Um, so that would be kind of a funny, funny one. If, if he played me. So is your biopic a comedy or are you going serious? Are we getting serious Seth? Uh, I would prefer a comedy. Um, I, uh, I tend to avoid, you know, the, the saddest type of media. I want to be uplifted. I want to be entertained and, um bawling my eyes out does not entertain me most of the time although you know i will watch sad stuff but you know if if i know if i know it's sad going in i'm like eh, i'll probably avoid it for a while i may not see it yeah there's enough sadness in the real world yes especially after the last few years so if i'm going to watch something that is not um you know science fiction it's probably going to be a comedy uh, i'm a huge mel brooks fan um history world part two yet i have not but i will be it's tough you know my my wife and i we you know we find stuff that we both like or we'll compromise or whatever but farcical comedy is not something that she enjoys so she's seen one or two mel brooks movies but it's not her cup of tea um so it wouldn't be something that she would watch and you know when you got a full-time job and two young kids um you know watching stuff um you know we get i don't know an hour maybe two you know at night you know max before we're going to bed so 
it's kind of tough to be like, hey, you know, give up, give up a, you know, bunch of time to something that you're going to hate. No, I, I'll, I'll watch that on my own. Thanks. Well, this one, so this is, is more of like an anthology series. So they're like half hour-ish episodes. So maybe give her one, see if she likes it. It's, I mean, it stars, it's got a bunch, anybody is anybody in the comedy now is in it. So maybe you could work that one in. I, I've watched the first few episodes. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. It's been pretty I've, good. I've heard that Wanda Sykes is absolutely fantastic in the series. I can't, I can't wait to watch it, but I have to watch history of the world. I haven't seen history of the world part one in many years. So I'm going to watch it first. Okay. Uh, Well, so this is an interview. I've asked you a bunch of questions, but which question do you wish people would ask you more? Hmm. I don't know. What's something you wish, you know, people always ask this, people always ask that, but people don't ever ask me this question. People, it's weird. Like the, people know I work at a financial institution, but, you know, I don't get asked a ton about uh, financial information and credit stuff. You th- you'd think I would, but I, I really don't. Um, it's weird, but I don't know. Maybe people just don't realize that that's my, my wheelhouse, but I wish people would ask things more. I wish everyone knew credit stuff. Um because uh, you know, if you if you don't know credit stuff and it's not not something that you spend a lot of time on or or attention to, you know, you can end up spending a lot of money you don't have to. So again, you've heard it here, folks. If you have credit questions, Kevin is dying to help you out. Secure that loan, lower that mortgage rate, lower that auto rate. Hit us up, Dre17podcast at gmail.com. Attention, Kevin, credit. Not much you can do about mortgage rates right now. (laughs) Well, on the flip side then, um, what do you wish people would ask you less? Hmm. I'm surprised. So here's, here's what's interesting about that. So a lot of people don't like people asking them about their jobs because to your point earlier, right? You work all day, you do it all day. So a lot of people like to decompress. So Mike and I were talking when I interviewed him because we're both like software engineers and we both were like, look, it's annoying when your family is like, oh, anything tech related, I go right to you. Oh, so yeah. I'm surprised that you're not, your answer wasn't, oh, I, you know, I wish my family and friends would stop hitting me up for, uh, you know, advice or, or loans or, or anything like that. So what's something though that people do ask you a lot that you wish they'd. I, I have a stressful job, you know, running, running, um, you know, a, a headquarter branch um, as the branch manager and, you know, staffing issues and all that. I wish people would ask me less about how my job was going and more like, how can I help you that has nothing to do with me talking about our, our latest, uh, you know, swing and a miss on, you know, staffing or, uh, you know, whatever else. That's that's the kind of thing that I would I would I don't like answering questions about how is your day? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but if I can help you get a you know yeah. get get a better rate or increase your credit score or make a little bit more interest or whatever, that is something I really enjoy. But don't ask me how my day was. It probably sucked. <laughs> no, I will scratch off how <laughs> um okay so uh here's one of the ones i like asking because it's been interesting answers what is your go-to karaoke song yeah i saw this one coming too and i was like um well um i haven't been karaoke in a very long time but there is 
there might be an infamous story with Justin and me and other people singing Love Shack um, that he was probably preferring that no one would hear. Um, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but uh, that was uh, that was a fun night. We might have been slightly intoxicated, but I'm not going to confirm or deny. Um, but that was at Meg. So <laughs> that's that infamous college organization again. All right. Go to Love Shack by the B-52. <laughs> Fantastic choice. Fantastic choice. All right. So before we start wrapping this up, though, give me your favorite memory of Gray 17 so far. Interviewing Peter Jersick and interviewing... Um, Dang it. It's driving me crazy. I can't. Claudia? Claudia Christian. Thank you. I don't know why that wasn't coming to me. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to both of them. Um, as I said during the interview, um, you know, I, I don't know what age I saw Tron, but I was probably three or four years old. Um, and it's been one of my one of my favorite early memories watching a sci-fi movie is Tron. So uh, him and Boxleitner being in that movie, I was just uh, very, very thrilled to be able to talk to Peter about uh, about a lot of different things, including Babylon 5. And Claudia Christian is a real delight. I really enjoy talking to her, too. She uh, she's a really fascinating person, too. Yeah, those were those were quite fun. And I've said it before, I keep saying it. I absolutely loved talking to Peter. I am bummed that I talked to him before all this awesome stuff has happened on the show and all this awesome stuff before. So we will have to get him back on because I, I have yeah, we need to get him back on. You have not seen hardly anything yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. We can do it after your favorite season. We can do it after season three. Listen, we can interview him every week as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We can just join the cast and we just recap the episodes uh, as we go. Not a spoiler, but but there is one particular episode between now and the I think it's the end of this season that you're just like, I guarantee you, you're going to watch that that episode and then you're going to be texting me like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I did that for the latest one. I know, I know, but it's, you know, it's more of more of a, you know. Even more so, you're going to be doing it. I don't want to say anything else, but. Well, I'm pumped. All right. Well, so uh, what are you looking most forward to with Grace 17 as we move forward? I I, I already kind of answered that one. There's there's a two episode kind of arc in the middle of the of the third season that, like I said, it's my, you know, it's my favorite. One of those is my favorite episode of the series. And um, that's what I'm looking most forward to. I cannot wait to talk about um particularly with justin um the uh that 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 episode in particular because um and then uh there's there's one other one in this season not related to that storyline that i'm alluding to but not saying anything about that will be really enjoyable to to talk to you all about because that's also a oh my god what the fuck episode so those seem to be coming more and more frequently as we keep progressing. Yeah, that's how the series is. That's why, you know, when, you know, when, you know, we all say to you, you know, you just got to, you got to kind of fight through the first season and the second season, you know, in, in a couple of spots is slightly on the slow side, but hardly. But once you get in the third season, like it gets so episodic 
and just com- continues to build on itself and you start seeing these storylines just kind of click along um you're going to be so hooked you're not even going to understand how you've never seen this series before well i'm both pumped and frustrated that i can't just skip ahead and now i have to just wait week after week i get it i get uh, it that's a good thing okay well so we usually like to end this with uh two truths and a lie not necessarily in that order um, so whenever you're ready, give me two truths and a lie. And then for those of you watching either for the first time, or if you've heard this before, um, put your thoughts, your, your guesses in the comments below. And then in the week or two after this is released, we will give you Kevin's lie, but Kevin, give me two truths and a lie. Okay. Um, I have never broken a bone. Okay. Um, I am quite claustrophobic. And I have never ridden a motorcycle. Okay, lots of never. So never broken a bone, never ridden a motorcycle, quite claustrophobic. All right, so again, in the comments below, which one of those do you think is a lie? Uh, All right, well, this has been fun, as usual. Again, Kevin and I have uh, spent lots of time talking, both on Gray 17, which you can find on this channel, and also the first for us, a show Kev, Justin, and I did. Uh, talking about The Last of Us. So uh, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. I'm glad you came and did this. Uh, I'm glad that people get to know you a little bit more. Um, Usually, any last thoughts, any comments, anything you want to say, Mike is yours. Um, No, just uh, I hope everyone continues to to watch or to listen to uh, Gray 17 as we start getting into the the real meaty stuff uh, coming up soon. But please check us out on The Last of Us show. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it, the three of us uh, talking about a, a fantastic series that you may or may not have seen, but we really did some deep dives on it. So we got, uh, I think, seven episodes of uh, – there were nine of of the show, but we, we did seven. We did a couple of uh, – um double uh, yeah double episodes so but yeah we had we had a lot of fun so check us out yeah i agree uh first of all i just you know the the last of us was a fantastic show so even if you don't watch our show please watch that show it was was great uh but to kevin's point you can catch our show uh and the gray 17 show the interviews we've talked about all the content um here on the gray 17 podcast network uh all the links will be below so please consider giving us a listen, a like, comment, a subscribe, review, all of it. Uh, join our Facebook group, join our Patreon, all of the socials, interact with us on Twitter. We're very active. So um, again, Kev, thanks for doing this. Uh, this has been Getting to Know Gray 17. I have been John, and with me has been... Kevin, thanks okay. for the invite. Appreciate it, John. Anytime, buddy. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.